Nice to be here this morning. We've got a particular purpose for being here. We want to celebrate the work of our CAP Centre. So a fair question is, well, what is a CAP Centre? What does a CAP Centre do? Well, CAP itself stands for Christians Against Poverty. Uh, and so it's very evident from the title. It's a Christian organisation with a very, very particular purpose. It's a charity. It's based up in Bradford, the headquarters up in Bradford. And its aim is very clear. Its aim is to help people get themselves out of poverty and debt and really equips people to help themselves to do that. Now, we at King's, we have two debt coaches that we employ at King's. Ian Bickerstaff, who's the CAP Centre Manager, and Nikki Pearson, I'm going to be talking with shortly, who started as a debt coach uh, back in January 2016. And uh, we first saw our very first clients back in April 2014. And since that time, we've seen 23 families become debt-free as a, as a, as a uh, having gone through the whole CAP process, we've seen 12 people make uh, salvation responses and one person recommit their lives to Jesus. But in addition to all that, we are currently, in other words, our workload at present is we're currently working with 40 families, 40 additional families uh, to help them help themselves to become debt free. So what are we going to do this morning? Uh, we're going to hear from two people. We're going to hear from Olivia, who was a client of our debt centre. And we're going to hear from Nikki Pearson, who's one of our debt coaches. And we're going to hear how CAT works and how it changes lives. So that's what we're going to do. But before we hear from Olivia and Nikki, we want to show you a short video. Well, we're going to hear from Olivia and her story about her journey with CAP. So can we make Olivia feel really, really welcome? Hi. Hi, hi, Olivia. Thank you so much for coming this morning, sharing a little of your story with CAP. So if we go back a couple of years... Um, you were living at home with your parents, you didn't have work at the time, and you decided to stay with a friend in High Wycombe yep. uh, for a couple of weeks. And when you were staying with them, you were feeling overwhelmed. And one of the reasons, or a major reason, was what was going on with your finances. And you decided to do something very proactive about it to, ad to address your financial situation. So what was the first step you took in looking to trying to get to grips with your money? I went to the bank and found out I was overdrawn. Not a huge issue, um, but then they went on to say that I had credit card debt. And that's when things started to become quite real. And that for you was like a big reality check, wasn't it? That, then you realised, because the bank pointed out your situation was serious, and they told you this, you were in the bank. What was your reaction when they told you that? I cried. <laughs> Um, I was told that I couldn't get a loan. They were trying to get me a loan, but I was refused. And then I, um, one of the staff members saw me crying and took her to one of her cubicles and went through what I'd just been told. And she said, 
I shouldn't be um, providing with this, but there's an organisation called CAP who can help you. And I think that were the words that I hang on to. Instead of might be able to, she said, they can help you. So, of course, I took that number. At, at that time, who else did you feel that you could share this with? Was there anyone that you felt you could, could help you out no, or share um, with? I felt I couldn't talk to my parents um, or friends, so I did feel like it was just me carrying it on my own. Um, yeah. So the, 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 the staff member in Barclays who shouldn't have told you about CAP, did tell you about CAP. So she advised yeah. you to call them. So what did you do with the advice that she gave you? I called them up straight away on that day and made an appointment for two weeks um, later. And during those two weeks, I started to feel less anxious. Previously, I hadn't been sleeping. Um, for those six months, I hadn't really slept. Um, once I knew I'd made that phone call and I had that little voice in my head just saying, you know, you've, you've made progress, you've made a step, just, you know, do things day by day. So you've been having sleepless nights, that, that anxiety being gnawing away at you for probably about six months, you said. Um, now you've started to engage with Kat. What were your sort of thoughts or preconceptions uh, about Kat before you had your first visit? I just um, saw them as an amazing um, organisation that were going to help me out of debt. Um, and I was just so thankful that I was given the number and um, I just remember thinking, if I'm already feeling less anxious by calling them, then this has got to be you know, a, a good step. So then you have your first meeting with Ian. Ian's our, our, our CAP yep. Centre manager, uh, and Julie, who was there to, to support you as well. So, and you actually had your first meeting down at the, the, the King Centre in, in the town centre. Yep. So from that meeting, what, what were your first impressions? Um, I got to the King Centre on my own and met Ian. And right from the first meeting, I knew I was in good hands. And I knew that this was going to be a journey. Um, not only of getting debt free, but a spiritual journey as well. And yeah, it was quite um, it was a quite a, a long first meeting um, with lots to kind of think about and lots to take home. So you, you mentioned before that it, initially for you this was a journey out of debt, and, mm. but now it was not just about that; it was a, it was a spiritual side to it. So what yeah. triggered that that spiritual? In the first Side. meeting, Ian said, we'd like to pray for you. And instantly, I said, yes. Um, I felt that it was something at that point um, would be, you know, a good thing um, and something that would, would help me in progressing further. So you had that meeting. Uh, that was in High Wycombe. Then you moved back to your parents who live near, near Oxford. You moved back in. What was your parents' reaction once you got involved with CAP? They were quite interested. Um, they wanted to know a little bit more about CAP. And they were, I could sense their anxiousness kind of easing because they knew that I was in good hands and that I was being proactive about getting myself out of debt. Now, your journey with CAP was, you, they got you on, onto a debt recovery plan. And things initially started to go quite well. 
and the communication between you and Kat was, was very good. But then you hit a little bit of a bumpy patch, a bit of a hiccup. Can you just tell us what happened during that hiccup and how you got back on track again? So my parents went away for a month and I had to um, um, live on my own for a month. Um, I don't drive or anything like that, so I had to arrange transport and and so on. And I completely kind of put my plan to the back of my mind for that month and Kat would be calling me and I would ignore the calls. Um, but then I picked up the phone and spoke to them and they kind of told me the situ my situation wasn't fantastic and I cried <laughs> again and... But, you know, the person on the other line just said, it's OK, we have things in place for this kind of situation. It's not unsolvable. And they prayed for me over the phone. And, you know, I got back on the track and now I'm debt free after a year and three months. So. <laughs> you look quite happy about that, if I may say. Yeah. Yeah. So what is life? <laughs> What's life like debt free? What have you learned? Um, I've definitely <clears throat> taken away skills to deal with, fun, you know, any anything financial. Um, I didn't have those skills previous to CAP, so that's definitely something that stayed with me. Um, simple things like making sure I'm having good communication with my bank. Um, if there's anything that I see wrong on my um, account, then I deal with it. I don't just bury my head in the sand, um, which I was doing before. Um, and also, I think... Definitely faith is something that has, has helped me through and I've found. And that's definitely through the third meeting I had with Ian where he gave me a Bible. And that Bible is now sat by my bed and, you know, it's read, it's there for anyone to see. And, yeah, it's definitely, that's another amazing gift, not only being debt-free but having, you know, that Bible, having that faith and putting faith in God is definitely something that I've taken away. I know Ian said something that was quite quite pivotal for you, right right in your first meeting, that changed your perception of how you were going to get out of debt. What was it that Ian said? Um, he said, you need to focus on your well-being, um, and that is the most important thing, um, to go through this journey, you know, focus on your well-being and um, make sure you look after yourself. So you mentioned that you got a Bible, that was on the third visit, yeah. and that's sort of been a good guide for you, that sits by your bedside table. Um, where is God now? Where does God fit into your life now? So I'm part of um, Hillsong Congregation on a Sunday, which I go to, and I've met amazing people, um, and I'm, you know, it's definitely something that is, is meant to be in my life. And um, that's definitely kind of growing and I'll become more involved. And I'm able to impart, you know, um, the work that Cap do um, with somebody who I know is going through debt problems and they're now going through a Cap plan. And it's going to be amazing to see them go through the plan and come out debt free. That's great. <clears throat> when do you think, if you look back, I mean, you mentioned previously that you knew it was going to be a spiritual journey. When do you think God heard you? Because you mentioned that to me before. There's a particular point where you felt God heard you. When do you think that was? I think from my very first meeting with Ian, <clears throat> um, it was definitely a moment of knowing 
that this was going to be a spiritual journey as well as a, a debt journey. Um, and there was little points throughout the meetings that would definitely just, you know, strengthen my faith. Um, yeah, just from that first meeting from prayer to then receiving the Bible on my third meeting. It's, yeah. And if you were to sum up CAP, just in a sentence, what, it, what would it be? I'm already putting you on the spot now. What, 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 what would it be? So CAP, um, for me, it means helping helping somebody in need that doesn't always know how to get themselves out of a, a, a situation um, and giving giving people faith. Um, for me, that's definitely what I got from CAP as well as being debt-free. Um, and for me, that is priceless. So. That's great. Olivia, thank you so much for sharing thank your you. story. We really appreciate it. Let's thank <laughs> Olivia for sharing with us. So let's make Nikki feel very welcome. She joins me. Hello, Nikki. Good morning. Hello. So you've been a debt coach with CAP now for nearly 20 months. Yes. Uh, but you first got involved as a, as a befriender. But now you work alongside Ian. You do two days a week for CAP, supporting CAP clients. And you're a debt coach. So can you tell us, what does a debt coach do? Uh, well, we, when a client first hears about CAP, they phone the head office who organise an appointment with Ian or myself. And we go and visit them in their home. And on that first visit, we explain the service, um, find out a little bit about their situation. We talk about who we are, who the King's Church is, and um, yeah, and uh, offer to pray with them. So that's your first visit. Mm -hmm. And then there are two more visits. These, these are nearly always in the home. Yes, yes. So what do you do after that first visit? The first visit, we, um, our second visit is when we go, we go through their financial papers, their, their, their situation, their, um, get all their paperwork, talk about their debts and, and, and just get a really good overview. And then all that information goes to the head office. So that's your second visit. And then the third visit, what happens on that third one then? Uh, the um, CAP prepares one or two solutions for the client based on their circumstances. Um, so we go back and we explain it to them and sort of help them to make a decision about their route forward. You always go with a befriender. Mm -hmm. What role does the befriender play in helping you to help the client? Um, well, a befriender is, is of safeguarding, it obviously, is one of the, uh, the things they do. But primarily, that they're, they're there to add that level of support that Ian and I can't give to, because we see so many clients. Um, so it could be um, just looking out for needs that the client has, referrals to food banks, maybe taking them to open up a bank account, which is a, can be a really scary thing for some of our clients that are quite anxious. Maybe take them to hospital visits. Just hospital very practical visits, yeah, yeah, like you know, yeah. It's, it, it's, there's no limit, you know, to, to what you can do to help support them emotionally and practically. Now, you mentioned the third visit mm -hmm. is where a proposal is made to the mm -hmm. client how to get them out of debt. There are two principal ways, actually, that CAP tends to get clients out of mm -hmm. debt. Can you just take us through those two principal ways of yeah, how that uh, works? Um, primarily, um, they always look to do a debt repayment plan. So that is, um, is where the, the client pays off their debt, but, but does it in such a way that it's manageable, that they can still live 
day-to-day, um, but over, over a period of time, up to five years. So that's up to five years, so that's the yeah. first way. But there is a more drastic solution as well, yeah. a second way. So what, how, what does that look for, like? For some people, they're never going to be able to pay it off. It's just the, the level of debts is too high and their income is too low. So there are insolvency options. And again, CAP will take them through that process and support them through that process. So CAP, so you're working with the clients, you're supporting the clients, the befrienders are there off on a very practical level. So where really does the, the CAP Bradford Central Office fit in with this? Can you give us an example of something they might do? Well, f- for example, um, if we had a client who had a, a 10 grand credit card debt, for instance, they, the CAP will contact the creditors and talk to them about a reasonable repayment plan. They will ask them to stop adding interest and charges, again, to make it manageable. But they will, yes, negotiate. But I guess, why does a credit card company, for, for example, want to work with CAP? Well, um, CAP is... Um, credit card companies really enjoy working with CAP. They're, you know, they're highly professional CAP. Um, they have a, a whole department which is for building relationship with creditors. Um, so they have that. They'd normally heard of CAP before that phone call. So what's in it made. for them? For the uh, credit card company? The credit card, well, they're probably likely to get more money back than had they keep, keep hitting the, the credit, <laughs> the, the, the client for more money initially. You know, that they will probably get more money back at the end of the time. So statistically, anyway. credit card companies get more money back if, yes. if, if they have a client working yes. with, with cash. Yes, it might take a little longer, but yes, yeah. So that's, that sounds like a good deal both sides, mm. really. But So who's paying off this debt? We speak about getting free from debt. Who's paying that off? It is primarily it's the client. Uh, That is a a misconception, obviously. But it is the client paying it off, unless obviously they go through the insolvency. But but it is the client, and that's what they're always looking to do. So we don't, as a church, uh, and CAP doesn't pay off anyone's debts. No, no. And so that, I think that's quite an important mm. point. Where, where CAP fits in, they, their, their principal role is to step one, someone through a process and negotiate yes. on their behalf yes. with the creditors. So yes. that's the support yeah. that they get. And we, as a church, have the opportunity to provide all that emotional and mm. practical support through you and the befrienders. But it's more than that with CAP, isn't it? They do other things to encourage and support people who are trying to get out of debt. So can you give us one example well, of something else that CAP does? Yes, they... Um they run discovery breaks, which are weekend away for... It's fully funded by CAP um, the, for the clients that have gone through the debt process or um, are working really well through it. Uh, yeah, so it's a, a weekend away to bless them, really. And the whole family can come on The that. whole so, family, yeah. yeah. So what actually happens on the discovery breaks? Um, there's lots of food. People always mention the food. You know, they're really spoiled. They have pampering sessions. They have activities for the kids, things for the teenagers. Um, uh, the most important thing is, is they have a gospel presentation um, and, then, and seminars on things like forgiveness and things like that, which are optional, but most clients are really keen to go. Because they, they know it's such a lovely, warm environment that you know that, it, that they want to attend. And I guess a client that normally that's working with CAP can't afford a holiday anyway. No, so that's, no, exactly. So that's yeah, that's the last thing. They're probably having a holiday in years. So, yeah. So, how many of your clients have been on? I've had four clients go. Um, th- yeah, and they've all thoroughly enjoyed it. And what's the feedback that you get from from them? Well, three out of four have made positive decisions for Jesus, which is wonderful. Um, yeah, they, they've all been blown away by it. 
And, and, and within two hours, they've said, they've gone nervous. Thought, what's this strange weekend going to be like? Within a couple of hours there, they've made lifelong friends. And <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So it's more than just yeah. a process of debt recovery. Yeah, yeah. Now, if we go back to your experience, so you started out as a befriender getting alongside people. Uh, and now befrienders come and support you as a debt coach. What would you say to someone who might be thinking about a, about volunteering in that way? Well, just go for it. We don't ask people to commit for years. All we're looking really is for a person to commit to one client who may or may not, you know, have opportunities for support. Give it a go. Yeah, give it a go. Yeah, definitely. Now, I guess the media have certain images of people that get themselves into debt. And that's quite contentious. And I guess one of the stereotypes is that people get into debt and the reason they do it is it's their own fault. For instance, they've overspent, they put too much on the credit card, for example. Now, from your experience of working with many people in debt, what would you say to that stereotype? It's, there's so many ways to get that people get into debt. It's, it's, it's not the, that cliche. Um, most of the people we meet do have mental health problems. I think three out of four was mentioned on there. Um, either because of the debt or, or that's the reason that they've got into debt. Uh, there's, um, often it's issues with benefits. The benefit system is very complicated and, and so up and down. Um, uh, and that the main reason is relationship breakdown. And, and that causes you know, big issues. But they, they're all different. So it's, quite, it's, quite, it's not a straightforward picture. No, it's quite, quite, quite no, a complex picture. No. Nikki, if you could, what can you give us one highlight okay, in I, your time? I have two. Uh, quick, okay, two, I'll, two, let, two I'll let you have two. <laughs> so two, two highlights just from from your time as, as working as a debt coach for CAP. Uh, I'm always really proud about how professional CAP is. It, it's a big organisation. Um, they're fun, and it's 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 so easy to sell the service to. You know, um, agencies in the town. We work with Red Kite. We work with social services. Red Kite's a housing association. Housing association, yep. yeah. Uh, and they really like CAP. It's, you know, despite the Christian label, that they can see the professionalism. And that's, that's excellent. It's something to be proud of. So that's your first highlight. Yeah. So the professionalism of CAP mm -hmm. and the strong relationships with agencies. What's yeah. your second then? Um, second is you go going to see a client who's worried and anxious and mistrustful of who these people are coming around and and by the third visit hopefully you've built up a relationship you've taken time to pray with them and it's so different they've got hope they've got a way forward that they never thought they would have and it's just lovely to see that to see that change see transformation like for olivia yes definitely yeah. that's great well nikki thank you so thank much you. for what you do and thank you so much for sharing with, with us okay. this morning let's show our appreciation to nikki well hopefully one thing that came across is actually it's quite easy to get involved in cap and easy to get involved in the cap cap in a way that that fits lifestyle so the question is, how can we, because it's really made possible, not solely by the debt coaches, but those that volunteer. So how, if you're interested, how can you get involved in CAP? Well, there are two principal ways to get involved in CAP. The, fir the first is to volunteer in our own CAP centre. The number of opportunities to do that, first of all, you can pray. So we have a CAP prayer meeting every Friday. Uh, and all the group stuff for CAP is in the small group guide, which Ellie spoke about earlier. So if you need, need to look, refer to the small group guide. 
So that's one way you can help. There's another another way to help is just to offer practical help. And uh, again, you can speak to Nikki or Ian about this. There are, I think this is the previous slide. Have we got? There should be a, we've got a volunteer form. So if you think actually I'd like to volunteer, maybe as a befriender, there's a volunteer form that will be at the somewhere in the around in the auditorium uh, today. It's at the back of the auditorium. If you'd like to volunteer others, a befriender, please fill in that form. I'll speak to Nikki and Ian. So that's one way, so by volunteering. The second way is to make a specific financial contribution to CAP itself. Now, as I'm going to talk about the financial side, please, if you're a visitor, please don't feel in any way obliged or pressurised to give in any way. And if you're a regular attendee here at King's uh, and you'd like to give specifically to CAP, there are life changer forms in the new sheet which you received when you came in. So there should be a form in your new sheet called life changer. So what does that mean? What does becoming a life changer to CAP mean? Well, as you'll often or may well have heard us say when we take up the offering, if you are giving to the church already, you're already supporting our CAP centre through your generous giving. But in reality, the money that we give to CAP only partly supports the costs that they incur in supporting and assisting our clients. So they have three ways of raising money. First is from the local church. So we pay money to CAP for the services they provide our clients. The second is through this life changes where individuals give directly to CAP. And the third is they get financial support through external agencies. So if you're thinking, yes, actually, I'd like to support CAP directly through this Life Changer program, then the guidelines that CAP have is that £5 a month helps them support one person's uh, cry for help and supports that response. If you'd like to give 15 that, that has a potential of supporting three people if you do that per month over a course of a year. And if you think actually you'd like to discuss this more, you'd like more information, again, that will be at the back of the auditorium. Please speak to our CAP representative here and they'll talk you through that. So thank you so much for listening to what we're doing with CAP. What I'd love us to do just to finish, can we stand and can we pray together? Let's pray for, let's give thanks to start with and let's pray for the continued success of our CAP Centre. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you so much for placing 23 families uh, into our care and to see them released out of debt. And Lord, we thank you for the other 40 that we're currently working with at the moment. And we pray that many, many, we've actually, Lord, no, we're going to pray all of those 40 will become debt free. But Lord, we're going to pray that, that they would have, they would find out what Olivia found out. This is more than just being debt free. This is about an encounter with, with you an encounter with the living Jesus, an encounter of love, an encounter of salvation, an encounter of peace. And we, Lord, we, we pray that those families would experience the freedom of knowing Jesus as friend and saviour and encourager. And we pray for Ian and Nikki and the volunteers that support this work. Bless them with courage, bless them with favour and winsomeness and wisdom and a special anointing of salvation. When they give out Bibles, when they pray, it will be charged with your wonderful presence. 
And Lord, let them do this. Let them show and support the clients with the love of Jesus Christ. And all this we pray in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you.